0: Try
1: you try Alright, I'll give it a try. No. Try not. Do. Or do not. There is no try. Why'd you like it? Like you?
0: Who the hell said I got to like you? Is that true? Do you
1: like me?
0: You like me! Right now! You
1: like me! I like it a lot. He likes it! Because I like it. Welcome to I'm Trying to Like It, the podcast where two siblings, myself and Aaron, discuss movies, TV streaming, and all things pop culture adjacent. We might disagree once in a while, but you can rest assured that we're both trying to like it.
0: Rory, I've got a great idea. Let's go out into the wilderness as far from civilization as possible and do something incredibly dangerous. And let's not tell anyone where we're going or how long we'll be away. Sound like fun? Nah, I didn't think so either. But it does sound like the plot of this week's movie, Fall, now available on DVD and streaming. We will discuss this and our top five survival films on this week's episode.
1: Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Hello. I'm doing... Hello.
0: Just dandy. I'm... Um, enjoying some spring like weather this week, yeah. It's been a little sunshiny and a little bit warmer. I could definitely use about like another 10 degree increase, um, you know, somewhere in like the upper 60s. That would be great. Oh, okay. But I'm ready for spring.
1: I would agree with that. I am ready for a nice, like, that upper 60s. To mid, no, I, maybe not upper, maybe like mid-60s to mid-70s, a nice little breeze, not too much, enough for a little a little sweater, sweatshirt, not sweater, sweatshirt, um, crew neck, or like a windbreaker, a jacket.
0: So a breeze um, strong enough to fly a kite?
1: Yes, a kite or, breeze. There you go. But not enough to enough mess to give up your you life. Lift? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But not take off. Um, but not just, in, just, just yeah. nice. Not fly. Away. I'm over the rain. Let me let me just say that I'm it rained a lot.
0: Rain. We were both. Uh, no, you do Are you on? Do you have? You don't really have spring break. Spring no. break was last week. We didn't have an episode. Apologize for that. Yep. Your spring in,
1: break was last week. My spring yeah. break was two weeks ago, and somehow we both we recorded on my spring break, but not yours
0: i visited both coasts last uh week over spring break oh um yeah well the two coasts of missouri i hit kansas city (laughs) on the west coast (laughs) and st louis on the east coast (laughs) we spent one day in kansas city and two days or three days kind of in st louis so
1: how was your what was the best thing you ate in kansas city and i'm sure i know the best thing you ate which is so weird to me in St. Louis, but yeah. Continue. So
0: in Kansas City, we didn't really go any place all that um, unique, but it's a place that we don't get to eat at often because they don't have them around here. We went to Church's Chicken, oh, okay, which is seems to be going now by Church's Texas Chicken, because all their like signs and everything now say Church's Texas Chicken. Oh, um, is yeah, Church's based new, out of Texas? Maybe it is. I I never have associated it necessarily with Texas, but that's I guess where they're they're trying to kind of draw that connection now. So hmm, okay. um Yeah, so we ate there in Kansas City and then we um and that was good. I like it. I like churches. Uh and then we went to in St. Louis we went to, of course, White Castle. That's- White Castle, it's uh sentimental favorite of mine um i got some cheeseburgers and <laughs> i'm lucky that my family likes white castle so that's Shola, true shella and laser both were okay with it they, it's not like they're excited necessarily to eat there but they're okay with it you know so yeah it's just, but it got i got my fix
1: i don't mind white castle but i don't know those the that patty or whatever it's called just kind of weirds me out a little bit
0: did you know that white castle is the oldest burger joint in america
1: no no, i did not know that it is wow
0: google it (laughs) okay (laughs) no but yeah it was fun but the big the highlight of the trip was we went to the national transportation museum And we took laser to see the real. One of only seven, I believe, left in the world. Big Union Pacific Big Boy Trains, the largest steam locomotive ever constructed. And they have one at the museum in St. Louis. Look at that. So that was highlight that was a dream come true for him and for us.
1: How was it? Was it everything you could have imagined and more?
0: Awesome. Yeah, I mean trains so you know, you see a lot of trains in this part of the country, but they're often moving quickly or they're at a distance. It's not very often that you get to like go up right next to trains and like touch them, climb on them. We get got to go inside, uh, sit in the engineer's seat, all that kind of stuff, and that is really cool. You don't realize how massive they are, but they're, and, and this was the biggest ever. So it's yeah, it's pretty impressive. So huh. that was that was the highlight for us, and Laser was super excited, and Mom and Dad got to go with us, so that was cool. We saw Aunt Sherry and Uncle Mike, and so it was a fun fun trip.
1: Well, I love to hear that for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, I'm googling.
0: Okay, did you Google White Castle?
1: Yeah, first it came up with Lewis's or some Lewis's lunch or something like that. But then I had to change what I said. Um, And, yeah, the first White Castle restaurant opened in Wichita, Kansas in 1921. Mm -hmm. Um, The first McDonald's didn't open until 1948. Uh, It says... The White Castle chain was started by Walter A. Anderson, who already owned three hamburger stands and was able to procure a partner, Billy Ingram, who invested $700 so that Anderson could open a fourth stand. Thus was born the White Castle System of Eating Houses. Glad they changed the name of that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit formal. (laughs) the white castle house of systematic eating places (laughs) located here in our place where you eat
1: yeah and then it says known for its small square burgers known as sliders they were able to make 18 burgers for each pound of beef and sold them for a nickel
0: yeah not a nickel anymore not, Not a nickel a any nor no.
1: any nor any more. But by 1930, there were over a hundred White Castle stores. So in just nine years, how many yeah. White Castles do you think are left?
0: I that I have no idea. Well, it's right. a it's a regionally popular okay. restaurant. So like,
1: oh, what <laughs> it says? Tore tore tor the. Ugh, ugh. Uh, More than just a small burger, they are cooked on a bed of steamed onions so that the Mm -hmm. onion flavor permeates the burgers.
0: Oh, it permeates a lot more than just the burger.
1: Toward the end of the cooking time, the top buns are placed on the cooking burgers Mm -hmm. so that they get steamed, oniony, and a bit moist. Mm-hmm. This moist, soft, and somewhat greasy texture enables the tasty <laughs> sliders to, and I quote, slide down your throat, in quote, in a unique way. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> ugh.
0: Hey, do you know who I have eaten at White oh, Castle? Oh, there are also
1: 412 stores in the United States.
0: 412 stores. I wish mm. there were 400 and 13, with one of them being here in Carthage, Missouri. Um, do you know I have eaten at White Castle a few times with our good friend, Jeju Dave.
1: J.J. Dave, hey.
0: Yeah, because we uh, were taking classes in Chicago together um, many, many a year ago, and uh, we would go to White Castle occasionally. Uh, and Dave likes his White Castle. With all the sauces. He puts oh, all the sauces on that. That's Ketchup. not a
1: big enough burger for all those <laughs> sauces.
0: <laughs> he finds a way. He finds a way. Ketchup, mustard, hot sauce, whatever oh, they've boy. got, he'll put it on there. Um but yeah. yeah it was good to know that he hot appreciated sauce. it. Yeah, they have little packets of hot sauce. I think it's Texas Pete's on a on a burger.
1: A tiny little Tiny, Tiny little, little thing. slider
0: that slides down your throat in a unique way.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I hate. Ugh.
0: But um, yeah, White Castle is one of those places you eat there and you enjoy it, and um, and it doesn't let you forget that it, you ate there. It's uh, gonna remind you um, occasionally uh, throughout the next twenty four hours. And okay. <laughs> oh, okay. If if in no other way, at least in the smell of your clothing, I we went swimming. Our hotel had a, a pool. We went swimming that evening, and then I uh, was I picked up my dry clothes that I had been wearing that day at the restaurant at the at White Castle, and I was like, oh, those smell like White Castle. So, uh, put those Ech. right in the the dirty laundry
1: okay well i'm glad you stopped there that's nice of you (laughs) (laughs) i was a little bit a little bit worried for the whole time you were talking actually
0: so should we go to a break
1: cue the music
0: a horrible thing happened to you i just want you to be able to move on with your life come here it's coming up on a year i have something that's planned and i need a partner in crime the B-67 TV tower. I haven't climbed since... Becky. If you don't confront your fears, you are always going to be afraid. <gasps> Let's do it. Let's climb your stupid tower. Oh, I'm so excited! <laughs> hey, guys. Hi. I was really ripped. You're awesome. That is the Becky that we need for this trip. This is sick. Damn it, Hunter. What are you getting us into? Okay, so just stay behind me. One rung at a time. See? It's easy. You're doing great. Becky, you got to come up here. Welcome back, everyone.
1: Welcome back. Fall
0: was released in fall of 2022. That's <laughs> August
1: 12th. August 12th. Oh yeah, I guess it wasn't really
0: fall, but late summer. Fall.
1: Late yep. late summer. Now, we let me let me preface let me start this off by saying two things. One, okay. Aaron, you're going to start us first with with all the hubbubub. Okay. But if you the listeners are wanting to hear a spoiler-filled of this movie. Spoiler filled review from Aaron and I. Stay tuned to the very end. Um we are gonna spoil the shib out of it after everything at the very end. So those of you that don't want it to be spoiled can listen. Peace of mind, easy peasy, um until the very yeah. end. Then yeah. we'll kind we of give spoil you cut off. Yeah. Okay, so, continue Aaron. Yeah.
0: So this was released uh in August of last uh, last year and um, grossed about $21 worldwide. It was made on a $3 million budget. This is only interesting because um, I think you can tell that this was a fairly low-budget film, not because the production value is is bad, but just because it's very limited in its scope. But I should probably read uh, a little synopsis. And some of the
1: production is bad. It's terrible.
0: Well, some of it... There are places definitely that we're lacking i mean the first
1: opening scene is yuck
0: well that's the only one that i would even point to so anyway let me read the synopsis then we'll get to that getting ahead so fall uh is a survival film directed and co-written by scott mann and jonathan frank starring grace caroline curry virginia gardner mason gooding and jeffrey dean morgan um the film is about two women who climb a two thousand foot tall radio tower and become stranded at the top So that's basically it. I mean, I don't know that there's any more to say to give you the setup for this film. Two women climb up a tower (laughs) and they get stuck. (laughs) That's it, folks. Um, but, But I was enthusiastic about asking you to watch this film because you
1: were very enthusiastic. I I had
0: so much fun with this movie. I really, really enjoyed this movie. So I, back to what you were just saying, production value. Yes. The very opening scene is there. There is some really bad CGI. Um,
1: Not really bad, Aaron. Very bad. It's very bad.
0: It's very bad, but that's like the first, what, uh, 10 minutes or so? Not even that. Five minutes. No, three minutes. Oh,
1: yeah. Five minutes.
0: So um, then then I felt like from that point on, it the production value was just fine. I mean, I, there may have been a few odd scenes where you could kind of tell that there was a little bit of, uh, you know, tomfoolery with some um, CGI or something. But But for the most part, I found most of the shots once the two women are up on the tower um i found it to be pretty convincing visually um so there isn't a big cast here i already mentioned the names but the main character uh, is a girl named becky connor um she has recently please um, don't go into
1: the same revelation you made before we started recording
0: what oh no i'm perfect. yeah
1: okay okay love that
0: i'll see if anybody makes that connection Uh, Without me mentioning it. Um, So (laughs) Becky Connor played by Grace Caroline Curry. She's the, she's kind of the main, the main uh, star here or main actress character, main character. Um, I don't think I'm spoiling anything by saying that she has suffered some loss, um, which we learned about pretty early in this film. And um, so she has gone through kind of a dark period that's lasted. I want to say roughly about a year, her good friend, who's kind of a, uh, and I will also say that Becky is a avid climber, seemingly mm-hmm. a, a avid rock climber. Uh, her good friend Hunter also an avid rock climber, but also has her own Instagram um, feed that I guess has about a hundred thousand followers or something, sixty thousand, or sixty thousand, and she's a a daredevil, so she does like crazy stunts on her cha- on her on her Instagram. Um, and so she has developed this following. And so after this kind of dark period, the Becky goes through after some loss that she experiences, um, we pick up like a year later and Hunter is begging Becky to climb this tower. It's been abandoned. I think is the idea Uh is that this, this tower is no longer in use, but it's over 2000 feet tall. And, um, they want, she wants to climb it for her Instagram followers, like to, to make, Video and photo content, I, I suppose. Right. Mm-hmm. So that sets us up. Uh, eventually, Becky gives in. She decides to go along. Uh, they climb the tower, and about twenty minutes into this movie, we are the two women are at the top of the tower. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of little clues along the way that this tower it has been abandoned. It is no longer being maintained, and so I mean, it is the in first clue this
1: danger or keep out danger of death signs right. all over the place, you know, just, yep.
0: to- and also we do get a couple of shots of like vultures that are in the area, which is a little bit of foreshadowing of things to come. Um, so, um, yeah, so there's a lot of, I, <laughs> one thing I'll say is like this movie lays it on thick initially, yes. like pretty much everything that happens in the first 20 to 30 minutes is a little bit like over the top and pretty crudely written. A lot of the dialogue in that first 30 minutes or so is kind of like laughably awkward. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. So one thing I thought was funny, um, there's a line that happens like maybe 30 minutes in or so and the two friends, Hunter and Becky, are climbing up this this tower, and they've been like these are daredevils. Like they've climbed up mountains before. They've they've done all kinds of like crazy things, right, at high mm-hmm. elevation. And there's a scene um, <laughs> that made me laugh at least, like as they're as they reach like the halfway point on this tower, they like pause for a moment and they look out, and Hunter. Um, looks at Becky, and she's like, "Geez, that like that the 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 town we were just in looks like a, just looks like a toy model up here." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. That's like an observation that like a 10-year-old kid might make like the first time they're on like a high building. Um, but like should that have been uttered by someone who's supposedly has spent a lot of time at like high elevation and like doing daring stunts high up? I don't know. Anyway, um, all that aside, once these girls get to the top of this tower, it is um, – it it made me – wiggle and squirm (laughs) in my on my couch i was so uncomfortable because it i found it to be very like uh very tense and like it really did make me squirm watching this film really yeah yeah it was very effective and i knew exactly what to expect like i knew all of this was coming so it's a bit like oh yeah
1: i mean whenever they whenever they're walking and and becky says do we have water she's like yeah check and then she says what about food and she says no we'll be back by lunch it's like
0: "Mm." yeah Eh. so yeah there's all this this (laughs) foreshadowing of like they do have water uh they do have or they don't need food right because they're gonna be down they don't need that um we see all the rusted out bolts and Mm -hmm. screws and everything all over this tower yeah so yeah we get a lot of that like setting up that this is really bound to leave them in a terrible situation but this is a survival film right and like we're going to talk about our top five survival films coming up um and um this film is not going to make my list of the best <laughs> survival films however most survival <laughs> films do kind of lay well, you go in knowing like these this is about a person getting into a really terrible situation you mm-hmm. know where they're going to be alone but they shouldn't be alone or they're in a dangerous place but they should have and they should have told people or you know whatever like there's all yeah. these or they've been part of an, there's an accident, a plane crash, or whatever, and they're now they're in these circumstances that, now these two girls deserve, like, well, okay, I'll oh, say oh, Hunter, okay. <laughs> Hunter deserves everything she gets, right? Because she, like, <laughs> like, all the suffering that they, they, they go through, I, I kind of felt like they had it coming to them, because this was such a poorly planned um, stunt from the get-go.
1: Yeah, very, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, (laughs) so so what did you, what did, what did you come away thinking? Like, did it make you, did, did it effectively make you squirm? Like just the height stuff, like that being up that high, dealing with, you know, all the, the, the challenges that they face.
1: Um, I'm not really afraid of heights. So that didn't really bother me too much. Um, I don't think this 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 shouldn't be much of a spoiler, but this movie really kind of reminded me of 47 Meters Down. Have you seen that one?
0: 47 Meters Down. Yeah, I don't think so.
1: It's the one with Mandy Moore. Um, it's Mandy Moore and then her sister. It's I think their names are Kate and Lisa or something like that. Yeah. They go on a vacation to Mexico, and they end up um, diving in shark-infested waters. Oh, well, okay. Okay. They're, they're, the cage that they're in is basically like a, kind of attacked by these, all these great white sharks and everything yeah. and like the line snaps and they plummet to the bottom of the, like the ocean floor and they have a dwindling amount of oxygen. So So they're in
0: like dive, dive gear, I guess. Yeah. They're in
1: like diving gear and everything, but they're in a cage at the bottom of the ocean with great white sharks and everything. So you, it's kind of like, as I was watching it, it was definitely the same the same feel, like
0: for for sure yeah
1: with 47 meters down it was a little bit more like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh because one it's shark infested waters and they have no their oxygen supply is going away right so it's not going to be like okay if i were to if i were to just jump off of this tower I'm going to be dead instantly, whereas with 47 meters down, it's like, oh, I am (laughs) – I'm losing oxygen. Um, I can't breathe. So I wouldn't say that it necessarily – like I felt super on the edge of my seat squirmy with fall, but there definitely were some moments that I was like, oh, my gosh, like – when they're trying to climb down and everything starts going to <laughs> hell in a handbasket. How about
0: when they try to get the Insta- the perfect Instagram oh, shot yeah. where they like hang off of the edge of it? Uh-huh. That definitely made me squirm, and it made me so angry at them both. Oh yeah, for that.
1: sure. Oh yeah. for sure. It's like, why are you? And then it also is like, wow, you guys have amazing upper body strength because.
0: Yes. Holy cow! And there's a few scenes. <laughs> there's a few scenes here where I'm like really like but you know so the thing is though like i set aside all my like that was part of the fun that i had watching this though is like i knew all that was going to come i I knew like i was going to have all those thoughts in advance i knew i was going to be like really like sure like they would actually do that right like those are the things i was having those thoughts like or i knew going in those are those moments are going to happen and, but that was part of the fun of it for me. It was like when the moments happened, I was like, yeah, see, I said, I knew what mm-hmm. this was going to, so that was part of the fun for me. It Speaking of films that it remind reminds you of, for me, it reminded me a bit of, do you remember the shallows? Um, yes. I love that. Blake, movie. The Blake Lively movie. Love She's that. a surfer. Yeah. She gets stuck out on like a little rock in this, Shark is basically hunting her, and stalking uh-huh. her. So that I mean, there's not a shark obviously in this one. So I know how much you love sharks. I, um, do. I love. Speaking so of much. sharks, I got you a shark. I shark, I got you something while we were. I was in St. Louis that was <sighs> shark shark themed. Um, love that. But anyway, it's that it it kind of had that vibe for me. Is like this impending doom. The whole movie is just set up to create these moments where you are on the edge of your seat waiting for the worst thing to happen, mm-hmm. and then something worse than the worst thing happens. Mm-hmm. And, or, or something that you hadn't quite... The thing you hadn't quite imagined. Or, like, I mean, th- this is not a horror film, but the Final Destination movies, have you seen any of those?
1: I think I've seen, like, one or two.
0: So Final Destination is, like the whole movie is this premise that like death itself is coming after these kids, high school kids. And you see like the most mundane everyday objects become like, you know, killing machines basically. So like the, the camera will linger on like a, a paper clip on the edge of a desk or something. And you're like, okay, how is that paperclip going to kill them? I know it's going <laughs> to yep. kill them, but how is it going to happen? And that's kind of how this, plays out is that you just have the sense of like, okay, like they're gonna get stuck up here. They're gonna, you know, they're not gonna be able to get help. What what's you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? And like every moment then it seems like they might get help. Um, you know, something this plot twists in a direction that you aren't quite expecting. And so I don't know. I just found it to be really fun to watch. And it was uh, stupid, but just the right kind of stupid. <laughs>
1: I would agree with that. I would. I would definitely. It was. It was just. It was kind of everything and everything and nothing all at the same time. Because, like, for me, if I was, if I was going to do something like this, like if I was going to be like, "Hey, friend." I I want to go climb the tallest structure, blah, 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 abandon all this stuff. Right. I would never for a million years say to, or think to myself, okay, this isn't going to happen and this isn't going to happen and this isn't going to happen, so I don't need to prepare for that. I mean, I have an adventure backpack in the back of my Jeep because you never know what adventures you might get into. So there's like, there's a pair of Crocs in there. There's a change of clothes. There's a machete in there. There's rope. There's a flashlight. You <laughs> a never know. You ne- extra socks. I've got <laughs> shoes in there that I can get dirty in. You never know what adventure you might go on. Yeah. So you, it's always good to be prepared. So just little things like, okay, they're stranded up there. Why didn't they have extra rope? Like... Could they yeah. not have just rappelled down and then done like, it? Where they just rappel I
0: increments? I don't understand the. I don't think I totally understand the mechanics of like this kind of climbing, like this. Even on like even on mountains, I don't totally understand. Like when they're roped in, like they're they're connected to each other by a rope, right? Uh-huh. But then, are they actually connected to, to the tower in any way?
1: Um, they were in like whenever they would sleep, they would like
0: connect themselves. put the
1: rope, like connect the rope and then try or turn it around yeah. and then connect themselves to the rope because with the climbing, they were just they were using basically just rope and then things. so whenever they're climbing on the side of the mountain, they're yeah. using holes in the mountain and whatever with those their, things are called with their the, clips, yeah, yeah, their hooks. Um, so with that, but in my head, I'm thinking, okay, you, all you have to do to get down is just basically self belay yourself. And we learn, I learned that one, I worked in a rock climbing gym in Colorado, and then I worked at a camp and all that stuff. So I know the basics of rock climbing. I, I know enough that I was like, you guys are extreme rock climbers. Like just... Tie the rope, belay down, the other person belays themselves down, unhook the rope, because you can tie a rope in certain ways that all you have to do is really just, like, you can just kind of flick it, and it comes undone. Like, it, it, it has to be done a specific way. But why not just do that? That's what bugged me. Like, I did... It put me at the edge of my seat, but it also just made me super, super like here. Well,
0: so they had 50 feet of rope, right? Mm-hmm. And the like, at one moment, they need without spoilers, but they need about 200 feet of rope, right? Yes, so that's kind of what I understood. Like, to get to where they really needed to go, they to get help, they would have to go down like at least 200 feet, and that's so. So, fifty feet's only gonna get them a quarter of the way yeah. unless they have some magical rope trick, but i I don't know enough about the mechanics of it for that any of that to bother me like I just was like, oh yeah, they only have one rope, they can't you know even if they they go slide all the way down to the bottom of it, they're not anywhere close to where they need to go so but yeah. but um. You know, and then there's, you know, there's injuries that that kind of start to tally up uh, and they are obviously not in, you know, they, they don't have food with them. They don't have water with them. Your typical survival film kind of, you know, issues that people deal with. Um, but they're definitely <laughs> not. Well, I think, though, the, the, the filmmakers make it clear that, like, they're not while they might be daredevils that have done some pretty daring stuff. They're not particularly well um, prepared, prepared for this, yeah. yeah. For this, this climb, they kind of do it. You know, the the hunter character kind of pushes the Becky character to do it, with the thought that it's somehow gonna, you know, break her free from her depression or something. So,
1: yep. And then it, well, eh, who knows? Well, so
0: <laughs> I would recommend this film. Um, it's worth. If you a, have stars. It's a good, it's a good thrill. Um, yeah. Stars
1: I DVD. Um, I think. Yeah, it's you streaming can... on Stars
0: for free if you have Stars. It's available on DVD, uh, DVD. Red Box, I believe, and it's also you can rent it. I believe through any platform like Amazon, um, Google, or YouTube or wherever they rent mm-hmm. these for streaming purposes.
1: How would you rate it? Let's give a quick. Well, I was quick just looking
0: ratesies. on Rotten Tomatoes. Out of 141 critics it has 75 or 79% positive reviews with an average rating of 6.4 out of 10. So I'm going to put it right there. I'm going to put it at seven. I'd give it a seven. It has lots of, um, cringe worthy, bad, like cheesiness that goes along with it. But it was so, uh, overall, so entertaining for me that I would give it a seven.
1: Okay. Um I think I'm going to say the same thing. I'll give it a solid 7. Like there was enough there was enough thrill and suspense that I was like, okay, this is this is kind of believable, but then there was the factor of, oh, this is annoying. Why are you doing
0: this? (laughs) So one interesting tidbit before we move along, uh, although we will come back to spoilers at the end of this podcast. So if you're interested, if you've seen it and you want to hear us talk spoilers, we will talk about spoilers after our top five list. Or if you
1: just don't care about spoilers. then Or
0: if you don't care about spoilers. But um, one interesting thing is that when this was filmed initially – They had intended for it to have an R rating. And so, um, but then the studio decided that they wanted it to have a broader audience. Uh, And and they thought it would be more profitable if they could give it a PG-13 rating. So they employed um, a software called, uh, let me see if I can see, it's called Flawless, a software called Flawless. That was uh, created by the actual director of this film, and it can deep fake an ap- actor's f- face, and they artificially redubbed a bunch of f words, over thirty <laughs> f words. They redubbed it um, to say things like "freaking" or other kinds of like expressions to to uh, get this down to a PG thirteen rating. So. Wow. I if I had known that in advance, I would have and I wonder because I did think that some of the dialogue in this was a little awkward at times, and I wonder yeah, if that is seem. I wonder if that has anything to do with it, but that's huh. just I thought that was kind of interesting so um anyway, um interesting well, we'll take another break here and when we come back, we will be discussing our top five. Survival films. Welcome back.
1: Welcome back
0: so, to
1: the podcast
0: <laughs> So cheery that you have so much there's so much energy. Welcome
1: in that. Welcome um, Welcome.
0: So back. survival film by survival film, um I think only said goodbye. Oh my goodness. Are you can I, you okay. fine okay
1: let me live my life go find less (laughs) if i'm too much go find less
0: um all right so when i thought when i think of survival film this is kind of the stipulation that i put on it it had to be um, okay whoa 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 what
1: you should have given me these stipulations i'm saying this is the way
0: i thought about it i told you survival film this is the way I thought about it. So if you thought about it a little slightly different, that's no problem. Your list will just be a little different than mine. But mine is, I thought of films where, um, let's just say, man versus wild kind of stories, and it doesn't have to be a man, of course, but like a person who or a people, small group of people, um, right. are put in some extraordinary situation where they have to face, um, they have to face down nature basically in some way. Um, and they have to overcome, you know, lack of food or water or basic necessities in order to survive. So basically survival, survival at all costs. Fittest. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. that's kind of okay. what my thinking was. Um, okay. was that essentially I, what you were considering? Uh,
1: yes. I'm going to say 100% because I think that most of my movies um, capitalize on a person or a group of people fighting the elements, whatever they may be.
0: Okay. All right. Cool. Well, would you like to begin for us uh, with your sure. number Sure. Are we
1: starting? Okay. Yep. 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 We are starting with number five. Okay. My number five. <coughs> excuse me. Is a 2007 classic. It is a sci-fi horror. Horror, horror, and also based on a book by Richard Matheson, and that is I Am Legend, starring Will Smith.
0: Hmm, I guess it, it qualifies, because he's alone.
1: He's He has a dog Last buddy. man on Earth. Yeah. Last man on Earth. It's years after a plague kills most of humanity and transforms the rest into monsters. The sole survivor in New York City struggles to valiantly find valiantly to find a cure um Mm. so i have not seen this movie in a hot minute just because of the dog like that really got me i was sad it was a sad moment i hated it i felt his pain and it was all because (laughs) (laughs) but it's a good movie (laughs) um
0: (sighs) well I... Watching the trailer
1: and I'm gonna cry.
0: Oh no, oh no. Um, I am gonna put at number five. I have not seen that, by the way.
1: Whoa, what? Yeah. Really? I don't think so. Wow.
0: Well, wait. Are you talking about the Will Smith version? Is there? I think another I've version? seen. There is. Yeah. There's an old. There's an old old version. And I think I've seen one of them, but maybe not the other. I don't think I've seen the Will Smith version.
1: Oh, wow. Maybe, okay.
0: I don't know. Anyway, it, it, there, yeah, there was like a 1970s version, and I feel like I've seen that for some reason. But anyway, huh, I don't know. I interesting. Might be, I might be crazy. But yeah, Um, my number five is uh, stars Robert Redford. It was released in 2013. It is All is Lost. Um, it's the story of a man who takes a ship out, uh, he's an older gentleman, of course, he's played by Robert Rufford, he goes out, takes a ship out to sea, um, gets lost in a storm, the ship starts to take on water, and basically he's, uh, adrift out in open waters, and basically has to live, figure out how to live for, uh, weeks, I think, if not months. Um, alone on this boat and it's kind of like a, a, kind of like a Robinson Crusoe, but at sea kind of story. Um, and it has a really interesting ending, um, that's kind of open-ended you, you kind of aren't sure at the end if he's, if he's made it, if he was rescued or if he just, maybe fell into the water and then had a vision as he died of being rescued. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, but it's very melon. It's a very melancholy film. And I do it's
1: love Robert Redford.
0: Robert Redford is a great actor. Um, and this is a, he's very good in this. And I think he was maybe even nominated for an Oscar, but, um, but yeah, it's a very, it's a very good film. So all is lost. Robert Redford. That's my number five. Okay. What's your um, four? I
1: need to I need to segue here for a second because okay. I just found something as I was looking up. Um, like I was looking at Will Smith because it said that there was an I Am Legend two starring Will Smith and I had to dig uh-huh. a little bit. There is in pre production. Now I can't remember. I feel like we talked about this, but I don't remember if we did. But for Planes Trains and Automobiles starring him and Kevin Hart, did we talk about this?
0: um oh yeah we did talk about that yeah when we talked about planes trains and automobiles but you know with will smith like you never know like is any of this actually going to get made because he's kind of he's on the outs in hollywood right now it's in
1: pre-production so i don't know but i saw it anyways um so i was like man i (coughs) could excuse me excuse me i can't remember if we had talked about that all right my number three is wait number another 4 number four. 4 sorry yep that's what i meant that's what i meant number 4 is a 2015 sci-fi adventure but also is survivor survivor of the fittest and that would be the classic classic movie starring Matt Damon directed by Ridley Scott The Martian
0: ah uh, yeah i thought of this one Yes. Um, so it
1: is an astronaut becomes stranded on Mars after his team assume after his team assume him dead. He must rely on his ingenuity to find a way to signal to Earth that he is alive and can survive until a potential rescue. Um,
0: yeah,
1: he's basically he's a phys- physicist. Physicist,
0: Chemist? yeah,
1: physicist or something like that, and. Um, it is about him basically just trying to live off of foods other than potatoes.
0: <laughs> yeah. And actually that, so I read the book uh, before and I love the the movie as well. Um, but the book and the movie are both really good. The book is very nerdy because uh, the author wanted to explore the idea of how you might actually live on Mars. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of detail into like the, farming aspect of like how he gets the potatoes to grow and how he you know how many potatoes he needs to make or grow in order to to continue living for a certain amount of time and he has to figure out a way to make it sustainable um so it's really it's really interesting but yeah that's a great great movie so
1: yes it is a very good movie i love that movie
0: my number four is similar actually in theme and locale because My number four is Gravity from twenty thirteen. Oh yes, Sandra Bullock. That's an on-
1: that's an honorable mention for me.
0: Um, so it's a lot like The Martian in some ways, but I found it, it you know it won like all the awards that year. It's a little bit more emotionally charged, I think, than The Martian. Um, mm-hmm. and um, it's yeah, it's just very, it's very intense. Um. I don't know how realistic it is, uh, in, in that, you know, at the end, especially there's, um, some space maneuvering that seems a little far-fetched maybe, but I'm not, I'm no astronaut. So who am I to judge? Who um, are you to judge? But it is a great survival film and Sandra Bullock is great in it. Um, George Clooney is great in it also. Um, but yeah, it's a great stranded in space movie. So yeah, that, that's my is number very- four.
1: 'Cause she's like legit stranded in space. Yeah. Whereas in the Martian, he's just on Mars.
0: He's on Mars. Yeah, he's got a whole planet there.
1: Yeah, he's got a whole planet. Okay. Um, my number three. Now we are to number three. Um, I put I put two because they go back to back. Um but I'm I think I'm gonna go with the One that started it all. It is from 2018. It is horror sci-fi based on a family. Stars John Krasinski, who wrote and directed, and his lovable wife, Emily (coughs) Blunt. And that is A Quiet Place.
0: Hmm. Okay. This one...
1: I don't the first one not the second one The first one, one yeah we, we need to establish grounds but it is basically yeah. in a post apocalyptic world a family is forced to live in silence while hiding from monsters with ultra sensitive hearing um so it feels more like a monster
0: well I do too I I do love it and so I'm not I'm not I I will allow it on the top five list, um, they
1: have to survive some. They have to they survive do. elements too.
0: That's true. It's just that they're not like they got a big farm there. They've got all the water they need. They're not fighting nature. They're fighting monsters, which makes me Who are a part of, it, of nature. Makes me think more like that's a monster movie. But I okay, don't know. well I, I can use know.
1: one of my honorable mentions.
0: No, it's fine. We'll go with it. I like it. It's a quiet place.
1: Okay, cool. It's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my number three is from 2007 uh starring uh emile hirsch and uh directed by sean penn it's into the wild into the wild yeah so uh based on the book by john krakauer i read the book by john krakauer um based on which was all a true story actually um and uh it was about uh The true, uh, the true athlete Christopher McCandless, McCandless, who uh, abandoned all his possessions and went to live into the wild, went out to live in the wild. Um, eventually, um, was found dead in a bus uh, in Alaska. And so, anyway, this movie, um, what I'll always remember about it is the ending. And spoiler alert, um. And this is just what happened in real life. Uh, The the character Emil Hirsch plays uh, does not survive. He he Mm -hmm. dies. Um, And I think I can... The reason it's such a powerful story and powerful movie is because I can really sympathize, and I think a lot of people can, with the feeling that the day-in and day-out responsibilities of life kind of suck the joy out of life at times Mm -hmm. and like having to do things like every morning, get up and go to work and sit in at a desk and go to a meeting and, you know, like the routineness of everyday life can really um, just, yeah, just suck the joy out. And he's looking to live like he wants to, to really experience life. Um, And so I definitely sympathize with that story. And so I, I and the ending of this film when he takes uh, he actually eats some berries because he's he's starving out. He's stuck out in the wilderness in the middle of a, a basically a blizzard. He can't he doesn't really have any food um, and he tries to eat some berries thinking that that would help provide some sustenance and he ends up poisoning himself. And man, that scene in the movie is so agonizing to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so sad. And the music that Sean Penn uses in that film is really powerful. So overall, yeah, it's just a great, a great kind of man versus nature film, Into the Wild. That's my number. What are we on? Number
1: three. Number three. Number three. Um, it did have. It did have some really great music, that movie did. I haven't seen that movie in forever. I don't know if I really want to watch it again. I know. Yeah, it's
0: one of those, like, one-time viewing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I felt about it. Kind
1: of a one-and-done one with that one. Okay, yeah. um, my number two is... um, Well, I... It is, it is a movie that I absolutely love, but it is one that I cannot watch again. (laughs) Like it just, it's, it's too much. Like it's done so well. It's done so insanely well. It was made in 2015. It's a Western adventure, um, but basically survivor. Uh, And it. Stars Leonardo DiCaprio, which got him his Oscar. And that is The Revenant.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought about Um, this one.
1: So it is about a frontiersman on a fur trading expedition in the 1820s and how he fights for survival after being mauled by a bear and left for dead by members of his own hunting team. Um, So he is in the... I don't even know exactly where he's at, but it is snow and cold and ice all around him, and there is so many obstacles that he has to go through and overcome. And I love this movie. It is such a great movie. Such a great movie.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's brutal. Um, it
1: is. It is so brutal.
0: But uh, yeah, very very um very uh, like it felt fully I I felt fully engrossed meaning I I I really felt like the time period um (laughs) was brought to life in a way that was so vivid and awful like I came Mm -hmm. away from that movie thinking like Man, I'm glad I live today instead of back then. Yes. You know? Like that's that's kind of um all right. My number two, I've really struggled uh with what to include here at the end of my list, but or I guess at the top of my list, I should say. Um so um I'm going to go with 127 hours. Um
1: yep, I almost put that one down.
0: So uh, this is based on a true story and about a hiker, uh, named Aaron Ralston, who, uh, I believe that was his name. I'm just working off of, yeah, Aaron Ralston played yeah. by James Franco in the movie. True story. Um, he was out hiking. Uh, he got his arm trapped underneath a boulder.
1: Another um, let's not tell anybody where we're going and what we're doing. Yeah,
0: yeah, n- n- not no way to connect with uh, the outside world really. Um, just stuck there under a boulder. and um, he sat there for several days thinking somebody sure enough would come by and and help rescue him. Um, but eventually, when he realized that no one was coming, he had to go to extreme measures, and he actually used his uh, a little pocket knife, like a Swiss Army knife, to amputate his arm, his own arm, and then he successfully, um, he successfully was able to uh, get back to civilization, and he survived, and he's like a uh, he's like a motivational speaker now. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at the. I'm looking at a page on Google here with some information about the this movie and it, it has a section here where it says people also ask and the top question is is Aaron Ralston's arm still in the canyon? <laughs> did he leave it there or did he go back yeah. for it? Um, anyway, this was uh, yeah, this happened yeah, in Colorado. Wonder, this happened in Colorado not far from where you and I lived at one point or we our, our whole family lived at, at one point. Um And uh, so it's the film itself is directed by Danny Boyle, who is a underrated director, one that I really appreciate. Um, he also did 28 Days Later and a number of oh, okay. other movies that I really appreciate. Um, but yeah, the the and James Franco is good in this. I mean, I'm, I'm not a huge James Franco fan, but he does just fine in this movie. Um, but the story itself is compelling enough. So 127 Hours, that's my number two.
1: All right. My number one might be your number one, but we'll find out if our number ones are I have number a feeling, ones together. I have a feeling
0: I know <laughs> where you're going.
1: Um, my number one is a 2000 classic. Uh, it is one that made the line Wilson means something so heartfelt and extreme. It stars the ever-talented Tom Hanks, and that is Cast Away.
0: Yep, that's where I thought you would go with this. And I will just say that that's my number one as well. Um, I mean, it is my number one. That's what I had. Um, God, this movie. Yeah, yeah. It's it's great. And, you know, it's... um, it's one that I think will always, I can't, I think, it always stand the test of time because it's just a, such a singular performance. Right, he's on film, he's on screen, um, basically from start to finish. There's, there's, there's not a lot else going on in this movie except for Tom Hanks, and so. Um, and it's one of those performances that just it, you can't hardly imagine anyone else pulling it off to the same degree Mm-mm. and with the weight loss that he went through um it's just it's just crazy but yeah it's 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 such a good movie and so with perfectly this
1: movie, this movie always made me wonder what was in the box
0: <laughs> yeah yeah. Like There's
1: the one box, the only box that he does not open. So for those of and if you've never seen this movie, shame, shame, shame. Um, but it's Tom Hanks. He's a FedEx executive. He undergoes a physical and emotional transformation after crash landing on a deserted island. So their plane um, hits turbulence or something like that. He's the only one on it other than the pilots. Um, and so he, he crashes and he has to survive the elements and everything, uh, like by himself. But he some of the boxes, the packages wash up on shore. He opens them, but there is one package that has it's like angel wings or something on the box and he never opens it. It's like the only thing that really gets him back to I guess I don't know. Make I think, I don't I don't know. Yeah, but I think we never the, find out what's in that box.
0: We don't. But I don't think what's in, inside the box is important. It's what what's the box symbolizes. The box? What's in the box? Um, because he's uh, he, it gives him purpose, right? That's yeah. That's what he needs to survive is he needs a purpose. And he needs a companion. So that's what Wilson becomes to him. And he needs a, a purpose. So that's what the package becomes to him. And they're just little tricks that he allows his own brain to play in order to help him survive. Right? So he's it's basically like uh I, I mean the Wilson thing struck me at, as I watched the film the first time, I remember when he first starts talking to it, I uh I was like, Oh, that's kinda of funny. And then in the moment this the of course the very famous scene where Wilson starts to float away, you know? Um that's a really, that, to me, it's a really moving scene. And, and I <laughs> it think is. it's because I can completely buy into that mindset, that idea that um, when you're alone, like you will find anything to connect to some someone else, right? Like being alone is terrifying in some ways. And, and so that was a little mental trick that his brain was playing to help him feel some form of human connection, even though it was not a real human. And, um, Yeah. It so, was, oh anyway. my gosh. but yeah, it's a, it's a great movie. So just, I almost feel just like that's sh-
1: done super well. Cause like you said, it was, it's just an emotional, like you don't expect to get attached to a, a, volleyball. a volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> Wilson but you do Wilson Wilson I'm sorry yeah Wilson. it's just so so great it yeah. is it is an amazing movie
0: all right well another honorable mention for me that did not make my type 5 but I think deserves to be mentioned is the 1993 film Alive which I've never actually seen uh anywhere except for on TV I've seen I think when I was a kid I stumbled upon it um on TV and was mesmerized. It's the story of the, uh, the soccer team from, I think Uruguay. Um, and they crash in the Andes. It's true story. They crash in the Andes. Some of the, um, some of the teammates die, uh, almost immediately though. The others survive for months. Um, and they have to resort to cannibalism to survive. Mm -hmm. all based on true true accounts uh from the survivors and so it's a pretty horrific it's pretty horrific but it is the ultimate kind of survival film so
1: yeah um i have two uh well i guess three uh we mentioned the shallows definitely one of my honorable mentions i love anything that has to do with sharks Um, So The Shallows. I just think that Blake Lively does a really good job at kind of showing a different side of her acting. Uh, And it's just done super, super well. And then Life of Pi. Um, Oh,
0: yeah. An incredible,
1: incredible movie, incredible book. Uh, And then this one is another Sandra Bullock movie on Netflix, and that would be Bird Box. I just watched that, actually, not too long ago. Love that. That movie is... Super, super good. Um, facing cool. the elements and other things. So, yeah. You know.
0: All right. right. Well, um, we'll take another short break. And when we come back, we will be uh, doing a bit of spoilers for the movie Fall.
1: Let's spoil this thing.
0: Let's spoil it. Um, Let's so if spoil you, it. If you uh, you, are being warned, we are going to talk about some elements of the movie Fall that will probably uh, ruin some of the surprises along the way. Yeah. So um, turn it off if you want to see the movie first. Uh, if you don't mind uh, spoilers, then listen on.
1: Listen on. Okay. I'm yeah. going to say this first and foremost. The reason that I, that it is like 47 meters down, and, and I kind of had my suspicion. So we, watching the movie, you get this point where they're trying, like everything falls. The ladder falls. The backpack falls. So they're trying to figure out a way to get the backpack. Um, right. And so Hunter, who is more of the extremist, the daredevil, uh, is like, I'm going to get it. So she rappels down. She gets the backpack. She's not able... She has to jump from the rope to get it um, on... I don't really know what she jumps on. They're like giant... It's like a little...
0: Or, yeah, like a satellite dish or something. kind
1: yeah, of. Yeah. It's, it's like, okay. Um, so she's able to get back on the backpack. Well, as she is climbing up and Becky is pulling the rope, she almost gets there and she slips. So at the beginning of the movie, Becky's husband slips falls he's dangling and then one of the hooks comes out of the wall and he tragically falls to pass over to his death he's passing um and so that is kind of what freaks out becky and she's like oh it happened with hunter like hunter is dead right um but it comes to be that hunter is not dead she's hanging on the backpack um and she's like i was able to catch the backpack i caught myself now, it was in that moment that I was like, holy crap, this is 47 meters down. Because in 47 meters down, Mandy Moore's character, Lisa, is talking to her sister. Her sister's the strong one, like, you can do this. We have to try this. We have to try this.
0: Yeah. But
1: in the whole time, her sister is dead.
0: So she's, ha- she's hallucinating, basically.
1: She's hallucinating, basically. And that yeah. is exactly what happens with this movie. And it was almost like, I didn't understand why that had to be, like, I get it had to make her stronger and be able to fight. Right. But at the same time, like, why not just let her live?
0: Yeah, I I, I kind of didn't think that that was necessary either. Um yeah. I mean, there, so you have like a moment where she, th- where she wakes up, Becky's character wakes up, and Hunter's gone, and yeah. so she's kind of like for me for a while she's like confused. She's like, "Where's, where's Hunter? Like, where, where are you, Hunter?" Where? And obviously, we're thinking like, "Oh, Hunter has fallen off," yeah. and then suddenly she's back, and so we kind of realize l- later that this is due to these hallucinations right like that hunter's not really there with her she's just hallucinating that hunter's there um probably her brain playing tricks on her to keep her uh, going you know to keep her motivated or whatever um so but i was kind of the same way i was like why couldn't she just be i i didn't know why she had to to die i guess yeah but i mean yeah um and then you know there's the attack of the is the attack of the oh uh, my
1: god <laughs> vulture
0: the vulture right so um yeah so this <laughs> this movie i did not anticipate that there would be a scene where uh the becky character is ripping the flesh of a vulture that she's just killed with her own <clears throat> bare hands moments earlier and she's eating this raw vulture meat um i didn't i didn't anticipate that but It that that does happen, so (laughs) it was.
1: It was, uh, and it's because it's a dog or a survival of the fittest. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so then she, uh, she does make it down to the same level that the body of Hunter still. The you know her actual dead body of Hunter is positioned on those big uh, satellite dishes or whatever they are. And uh, another vulture comes in um, and lands there and there's there's like this thirty second stare down. Did you did you notice how yes. long that stare down it like went was on?
1: So long. I didn't understand it at all. And then, I, did not, I didn't And understand. Shella
0: Shella goes, Do you want me to kill you again? <laughs> and I was like, I don't think that's the same vulture. <laughs> but it's just it's a really strange like stare down between the becky character and this vulture um so weird so weird but yeah there was a lot of there was a lot of odd moments and bad dialogue and um like even at the beginning when they saw that harry what's the guy actor's name harry oh who plays her who plays her father um, oh, Jeffrey
1: Dean Morgan.
0: Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I wanted to say Harry, Harry Dean Stanton. Uh, Jeffrey <laughs> Dean Morgan. As soon as he came on screen, I was like, "Okay, they're not going to hire this guy for one scene at the beginning of the oh, film." Oh, that's what I he's thought. He's coming. Too. He's coming back. And there's so I, I was like, obviously, her dad is going to be back in the story at some point. Um, so. Um, and then another part of this movie that I thought was a little strange was the uh, subplot kind of of like this hunter character having cheated with Dan.
1: Yeah, with the husband of yeah. Becky. Yeah, was like, that was, was so that weird.
0: About I, That felt completely unnecessary to the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think it advanced the story in any way at all, but just a very strange addition. But... Yeah, there were
1: just little things that I was like, why?
0: But it was it was fun, though. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of like at this point where I really enjoy movies that make me squirm and make me laugh at the same time. And like, I don't Uh, care. Yeah. As long as they know, as long as I feel like the filmmaker knows what they're doing and they're not making mistakes intentionally or sorry, they're not making mistakes unintentionally they're making choices intentionally right like that's what i felt like this movie was like there were some weird moments and some awkwardness but i felt like the filmmakers knew exactly what they were trying to do and the actresses also who are not very well-known actresses by any means i don't think i recognize them from anything but i feel like they know the tone of this movie mm-hmm. you know they know what it's they they kind of know what they're supposed to bring to it and they did pretty well I thought.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, it was just those little things. It's like there was there was no need <laughs> like it didn't make any sense that she had to die. And it was yeah. just the fact that she was like I can't give you my shoe. It's not here. And then everything became real like yeah. oh.
0: Yes, <laughs> oh the shoe. I, the shoe I brought me back. Yeah, I reality. didn't catch
1: the backpack, and then I bled yeah. out, and blah yeah. blah. It's like oh, oh and then okay.
0: she has to stuff. <laughs> she has uh, to yeah. stuff. She stuffs her <laughs> the phone into the shoe, and then the shoe into the the cavity of her friend's dead body.
1: Yeah. Yep, that the vultures have to protect started it from yeah
0: to protect <clears throat> it from the uh, the fall. But anyway, yeah. well,
1: just so many things. That's like oh boy, okay. Yeah. Um. Still solid seven. It, it, it was a fun movie to yeah. fun movie to watch. Um, with that, I don't really have. I've been mainly the things that I've been watching uh, have been Arrested Development because I've been kind of in a, a getting ready for bed watching that. Uh, I restarted Avatar: The Last Airbender, the cartoon animated mm-hmm. on netflix and then there is actually a season four of love is blind <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i don't think we're going to talk about that on this podcast. yeah no
1: no but, um, it is there's another yeah one. i don't I have one. any oh my gosh
0: i don't really have any recommendations at the moment either um i'm just gonna have to just leave it there
1: yeah um okay with that we appreciate you guys listening Giving us your time and energy and all that stuff. Hope you have a fantastic Friday. And Palm Sunday is coming in two days when you guys listen to this. And then Easter is just around the corner. Um, As always, make sure to go to our Facebook page.
0: Facebook.com slash trying to like it.
1: You can check out the website.
0: Trying to like it.com.
1: Don't be afraid to rate, review, subscribe, follow, comment, share—all of the things to help us get out there more to all the peoples and to give Anne, Aaron, to give and to give Aaron a fan base because he needs one. Just in mind to be bigger.
0: <laughs> Aaron Carmichael needs a fan.
1: Aaron Carmichael well, needs a fan. Um, with that. Stay safe, stay classy, and as always, thanks for listening to I'm Trying to Like It. I'm trying to like it.